before we get started, I want you guys to go register now for the free webinar training on this topic. Go to bit.ly slash creative financing webinar to register now. That's bit.ly slash creative financing webinar. I have now done over $100 million in real estate transactions over the last 10 years and counting, going from a real teen mom with one daughter at the time, wholesaling and door knocking residential pre-foreclosure properties, to now national real estate investor with five children and four businesses, buying and selling residential and commercial properties. And I want you to do the same. So let's do it. Hey, you guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Realty Talk with Tai podcast show. I am going to be talking to you guys today a little bit about an exit strategy in real estate investing world called lease options. Drum roll, please, again. Lease options options. I know for a lot of you, you've heard the term um, and a lot of you have asked about what it really means. But what I want to give you today is just a kind of a more broad overview of really how to build up a portfolio of investment properties using the strategy of lease options. So that's what my goal is today to empower and educate you guys with this knowledge of lease options by giving you the contextual overview of what it actually means, some of the pros and cons, but also the strategy behind executing it and implementing it if you haven't already or maybe fine tuning what you're doing so it can be more productive, efficient and just flat out work, right? So before I get into that, I did want to take a second to just give you guys kind of a behind the scenes look at what my morning started off like today. Now, I don't know for a lot of you, but a lot of counties are starting to open back up. And by open back up from this COVID-19 crisis from health uh, crisis, you know, it's been a disaster. It's been kind of a, a nightmare for the majority of people. But for other people, if you're anything like me, it really hasn't been disastrous. And I do empathize, you know, with the people who have lost loved ones, who have been infected by the disease, who have or the virus, who have succumbed to other, you know, more airborne illnesses or even stress related illnesses that they brought upon themselves because they are having trouble coping with all this. Like, I know those things exist. And for me, I've been in my same walls for seven weeks now. I think it's actually been going on eight or nine. Like I could be wrong. I could be a couple weeks dating myself, but hey, I think, and I'm pretty sure that it's a right around that maybe eight week mark, which is two months right? So it's been a while. Now in that I have been inside my house and haven't been out uh, beyond my backyard a couple of times recently within the last week and without, uh, you know, to the, to my front door, literally just to pick up my delivered Starbucks a couple times, if I am being totally honest. So what happened um, to make a long story short is today, well, really yesterday I told my husband, like, I need, I think I'm starting to see double. And this actually has been happening for a couple of days. And I thought, like, no, I'm just tripping. Like, I'm not seeing two of everything, right? But no, I went through the day. I'm starting to see two, uh, two, you know, two of everything. And then the next day after that happened, I started to see, like, a little haze over my eyes. And I'm like... Why do it, why does it look like my vision is starting to be a little questionable? Like this is a little suspect. 
So I went outside and I almost felt blinded, like literally I almost felt blinded. And this just happened even yesterday. So I immediately came back inside. I asked him for some shades uh, just because his are a lot cooler and a lot closer even (laughs) to where I was. So I really didn't want to have to like go through the trouble of finding mine since it's been a while since I had to use them. So I put his shades on, I go outside, I read in my backyard and it was fine, right? So this morning I go and I take the shades um, with me and I slowly start to try and take them off as I'm out there, right? And when I do that, I had like a thought, like an epiphany. And that was like, what if this is really just kind of more like a vision, right? What if my eyes are actually really dilated. Like I did some research, I called even my private practitioner and I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. And she's like, it, it, it seems like your eyes might be dilating, right? Just naturally from being enclosed in a confined environment for so long, for two months without being in direct sunlight, getting that vitamin D. And I was like, huh, maybe if I just change my perspective on this, it's not so bad. What if everything that I seen I actually was seeing double, right? And you're like, what are you talking about? This sounds a little kooky or a little spooky now, right? No. What if everything that you see, you actually manifest that quantity? So if you see yourself making, let's just say $5,000 extra per month through real estate investing, what if you've seen double, right? And all of a sudden you see yourself making $10,000. Or if you were at 10, what if you see yourself making 20? Or heck, if you're at $50,000, and you see double of everything. So you see $100,000, right? Now, my whole point in saying this is that what you see and what you envision, you actually manifest, right? That's just the natural law, right? That's, that's not even if you're spiritual or whatever, but, you know, that's divine law. That's, that's natural law is what you see is what you get. There's a whole even song about it, right? So everybody can't be wrong. However, my point being that I just started to go through my my day shifting my lens, shifting my focus, shifting my perspective and my mindset about how I wanted to produce and manifest every double of everything that I already have, that I already see as being possible. So I can think bigger and I can grow and have more and more abundantly, right? So that's what I want for you guys. But enough about that. I wanted to go back into what today's topic was. I just wanted to kind of share that like epiphany or aha moment type of feeling that I really had. So Again, today's topic of discussion is more so just a quick introduction or a fine tuning of your understanding about lease options. Super different topic of conversation than what I was talking about. However, I definitely want you guys um, to follow me, stay with me for just a bit longer so that I can give you guys this additional information in regards to seeing lease options. And, And that's what kind of yielded this whole epiphany of why I wanted to talk to you guys about this because it is a strategy, a very good strategy to use to build up your portfolio of investment properties and to do them in doubles, right? To do them in just seeing one, but you can actually do this and multiply this and grow at a faster scale if you use this strategy. 
Now, for a lot of you, you may be thinking like, what is a lease option? What actually is it? So from a high, high level overview, lease options are basically just a great way to quote unquote control a lot of property without actually owning it. Okay, like an option will basically give you the ability to purchase a property for excuse me, for a fixed price within a fixed time period, okay? Like you may opt not to buy the property if the market does not create a good profit margin for you or if you don't have an adequate buyer yourself. But if you don't like the deal, simply give the house back and at the end of your option, um, your credit will also remain unaffected. So a lease option in general is just giving you the ability to control versus own property in large quantities without a ceiling or a cap for a fixed amount of time for a fixed price, okay? Now, what are the benefits or the pros of doing this strategy? For, it it comes down to me to being the fact that for like a little, as little as zero dollars up to maybe a few thousand dollars, you can actually control a house worth hundreds of thousands of dollars for much less than a down payment and still have the legal ability to then sell the property for a higher price at any time within what's called your option period. Like this is just a super great way to put up very little money and potentially make a lot of money, okay? So what does that mean? That means that if I find a property that a seller is willing to sell um, that, or they're willing to lease, okay, or aka rent, then for as little as zero dollars down or up to, again, a few thousand dollars, maybe three to five to ten thousand dollars down, I can then go under contract for, let's just say, two hundred thousand dollars and the home is worth, let's say, two fifty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? You go under contract with zero money down, your contract value is two hundred thousand, your, the property's uh, uh, current as-is value is maybe two hundred and fifty thousand, And then you go and sell it for just under the current market value within, let's just say, a 12 to 24 month time frame that it's called your option period. Okay, so that means for the next 12 to 24 months, one to two years, you control the contract, you control the property. And at any time within that one to two years, you are then able to sell that property for a higher amount than that 200,000 you went under contract with. If you sell it for 240, then you collect that difference of $40,000. If you sell it for 210, okay, then you would collect that $10,000 difference, right? Now, with that amount of leverage that comes with lease options, you're probably thinking like, what's the downside? What's the catch, right? Well, here it is. The con or the kind of the, the, the adverse side of things may be that even though you're able to obtain a lease option for little or no money, some sellers will want a few thousand dollars to give you the right to control the property at that guaranteed price for a set time frame. Right. So if you don't buy the property at some point, then you will lose that option money, which you may have borrowed and now owe someone else that amount of money. So let's say the seller said two hundred thousand is our contract price, but I want ten grand up front because I have to be able to move. And you said, hey, mom, I need or hey, dad or hey, sister, grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, I need ten grand. And everybody pitches in maybe two grand a piece and you get five people to do that. You come up with a ten thousand dollar down payment. You pay it to seller A and seller A 
is like, thank you. Here's the deed. Here's the property. It's yours. And then, you know, before you get the deed, actually, you're they're like, you know, where's the 10 grand? And you're, you know, you give that gave it to them already. And you're like, oh, can I have it back? That's not how that works. Right. That seller A gets to keep that full non-refundable ten thousand dollars. And now you owe grandma, grandma and a bunch of family members a total of 10 grand that you don't have the immediate access to that can create some tension in your family dispute circle, but also a very bad investment, a very bad situation. Okay, so with pros, there are cons. With cons, there are pros and vice versa. So you just want to be aware of at least the initial ones that will happen most frequently. Okay. Are you interested in learning more about how you can apply these same principles and strategies to create or enhance your existing real estate investing business as well? Well, register now for the free webinar training at bit.ly slash creative financing webinar. That's bit.ly slash creative financing webinar for more tips, tricks, and support along that path so that you can learn the process and prosper. Until then, tune in to the next episode. Sound like to crawl before you walk. Yeah.